Hello, and welcome to the campfire. I'm so excited you could join me. Pull up a seat and put up your feet. Get comfortable. You're just in time for a story. So fly house and adventure, won't you take me along? I need someone I can count my own. Fly house and adventure, won't you take me along and stay with me? Welcome to episode 4 of Project Story Campfire Edition. I am your host and resident storyteller, Jay Hoke Smith. I have another great story for you this week. This week I have for you the first installment of what I call the Eerie Camp Heary Files. The Eerie Camp Heary Files will be a reoccurring storyline that will continue on through different episodes of this podcast. Now, Camp Heary is not like any summer camp you have ever been to. It is a strange, wacky place where strange, wacky things happen. Camp Heary is run by a strange, wacky camp director known as Eddie. This first story of Eerie Camp Heary Files is a story I like to call Milo, the King of Foursquare. In this week's episode, you will meet Milo, one of the young campers at Camp Heary, who just loves to play the game of Foursquare. And you'll also meet the wacky camp director, Eddie. I hope you enjoy this week's story. Milo always loved to play Foursquare. It was his favorite thing to do at camp. Every year he would stand in line over and over again waiting for his chance to make it to the King Square. Time and time again he would get knocked out quickly and have to go back to the same line and wait again. Once he made it all the way to the third square only to be knocked out quickly when he accidentally hit the ball out of bounds. But Milo didn't care. He knew that if he kept trying Eventually, he'd make it to the King Square, and then he would be the King of Foursquare. Every morning without fail, just as soon as he would hear the wake-up bell ringing, Milo would hurry down to the Foursquare court, hoping to be able to beat everyone there and start the day in the King Square. But every morning without fail, by the time he got there, all the squares would be full, and there would already be a line of kids waiting for their turn. This went on for years, and finally, on the last day of camp in his fourth year at Camp Heary, Milo got his wish. One by one, the other kids started getting knocked out. First, the boy in the third square hit the ball, and it went out of bounds, so Milo moved into the second square. Then the girl who was now in the third square hit the ball, and it landed on a line, which got her out. So then, Milo moved into the third square. And then fate stepped in, and the boy who was in the king square hit the ball, and it landed in his own square. It finally happened. Milo stepped forward into the king square. He was now the king of Foursquare. But at that very moment, camp ended, and parents came to pick up their kids. As the other kids started leaving, Milo started shouting to them, Where are you going? Don't leave now! I just made it to the King Square! We can't stop playing just because your parents are showing up! This isn't fair! Milo just sat down in the King Square on top of the ball and started pouting. Soon his parents came looking for him. Come on, Milo! It's time to go home! His mom said. 
Yeah, buddy, let's go home, his dad said. No! I finally made it to the King Square, and I don't want to leave it, Milo said. But you can't stay here, his mom said. Everyone else is leaving. Camp is over. Well, I'm not leaving. If I leave now, someone will come along and take the King Square, and I won't be the King of Foursquare anymore, Milo said. Well, you can't stay here, buddy. Everyone is leaving, his dad said. And what about Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving, his mom said. I'll celebrate them here, Milo said. But what about school? You can't miss school, his dad said. You can talk to my teacher and have her send my schoolwork to here. What about a place to sleep and food to eat, his mom said. I can put up a tent here on my square and Eddie, the camp director, can bring me food. I'm not leaving this spot until the next game is played. I am king of four square and I will not give up my crown. Milo was determined not to leave. You can go home, but I'm staying here. Milo's parents could tell that he was serious about it. So they decided to let him stay. His mom kissed him on the head and gave him a hug. His dad patted him on the head. Then they both headed to the car without Milo. They waved goodbye and headed for home. Eddie, the camp director, came by the four-square court a few hours later and found Milo sitting there. Hey, little dude, what are you still doing here? Eddie asked. You do realize the camp ended like two hours ago, right? I know, Milo said. Then what are you still doing here? Did your parents forget to come pick you up? No, they came to pick me up, but I told them I wasn't leaving. I'm staying right here on this spot until camp next year. I finally made it to the King Square, Eddie, and I refuse to give it up. Right on, little dude. As Eddie started walking away, Milo suddenly remembered something he needed to ask. Hey, Eddie. Yeah, little dude, what's up? Do you have a tent I could use? Sure thing. I can probably find you one in the supply shed. Great. And would you be able to bring me some food every day? Well, there are a lot of leftovers from camp. I guess I can bring you those. Awesome. Thanks, Eddie. So there Milo camped on the King Square. Each day, he would just sit there in the middle of the square, and every night, he would climb into the tent and sleep. Some nights, it would be cold, and so Milo would build a small campfire in the middle of the four-square court. Days turned into weeks, which then turned to months. Soon summer ended, and the days started to get colder, and the leaves began changing. One day, Milo realized that the first day of school had arrived. This made him smile to think of all the other poor kids who were having to go to school, while he just relaxed in the square. He felt great, that is, until his mom showed up at camp on Friday with a large stack of papers and said, Here's your homework. You need to have it finished by Monday. She handed him the stack of papers, kissed him on the cheek, and said, Bye, sweetie. I'll be back on Monday morning to pick those up. Several weeks passed, and soon it was the night of Halloween. Since Milo refused to give up the King Square, he just sat there in his cowboy costume, wishing he was out with the other kids collecting candy. But still, he sat there as the weather grew colder. He asked his mom one week if she could bring him some more blankets and warmer clothes. Soon he was wearing several layers of clothes during the day 
with a constant fire burning in the middle of the court and sleeping under five blankets every night. Soon Halloween was but a memory and Thanksgiving arrived. The only way Milo knew that it was Thanksgiving was when his mom showed up just before dark with a plate of leftovers from his grandma's house. Everyone missed you today, Milo's mom said as she handed him the plate. Did you tell them why I wasn't there? Milo asked. Yes, I did tell them, but they still wished you were there, his mom said. Then she left for home. Several more weeks passed and the first snow started to fall. Milo had a more and more difficult time trying to stay warm. And he really started missing home as thoughts of Christmas filled his mind. A week before Christmas, a pine branch snapped off of a tree due to a windstorm that came through. The broken branch fell into the middle of the four-square court, right in the middle. Milo got out of his tent and brought it back in to use as a Christmas tree. Christmas Eve came, and Milo's mind was filled with thoughts of the beautifully decorated tree, a fire crackling in the fireplace, all the beautifully wrapped presents under the tree, and a cup of his mom's famous hot cocoa. Then he shivered hard as his mind left the yuletide scene and returned to where he sat on a cold slab of cement all alone. Milo did wake up on Christmas to find three presents that had been left outside his tent with a plate covered in his favorite Christmas foods. Ham, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, green bean casserole, and a slice of fresh apple pie, along with a cup of cocoa that was still hot. As December changed into January, the temperatures dropped drastically. For the first time, Milo considered giving up and going home. But that first morning, Eddie showed up with a snow shovel and more equipment and helped Milo use the mounds of snow that had fallen all around to make his very own igloo. This is how the Eskimos stay warm on the North Pole, Eddie said. They build an igloo as their home and keep a fire burning inside. How do you keep the igloo from melting? Milo asked. Oh, I learned the secrets of the Eskimos on an expedition I took to find Santa's workshop at the North Pole when I was 20, Eddie said. And now I'll teach you all I know, which I guess won't take me too long to do. So Eddie taught Milo how to build an igloo and to leave a hole at the top for the smoke to escape. Then he and Milo built four snowmen for Milo to use to practice his four-square skills on the court. A couple more months passed by. Milo missed a few more holidays. Valentine's Day passed by. He didn't care so much about that one. It was more of a girl's holiday anyway. Then St. Patrick's Day passed, and he wrapped himself in his best green blanket, since it was still pretty cold in March. Soon the snow melted, and along with it, so did his igloo and snowmen. So Milo put his tent back up, and got ready for the warmer weather, which did not return until the end of April. As May began, the air grew warmer, and the trees turned green again, and Milo knew that camp was quickly returning. Finally, the first day of camp began. Milo woke up that morning to the chirping of birds. He took down his tent and took his place in the King Square. Milo stood there with the ball in hand. The first kids started arriving for camp around 10 that morning and soon enough, he was able to get a game of four squares started. Finally, he thought. 
I can start this game in my rightful place. The king of Foursquare. The game started as Milo served the ball, and it bounced around the court as it was hit from square to square by the other players, until it was finally returned to Milo's square. Milo pulled back his arm for a massive swing. He swung his arm forward, and it missed the ball. After a year of waiting, Milo played a single round of four square as the king, and promptly got knocked out of the king square. Before we leave the campfire for another week, it is time for another installment of a few of my favorite stories. This week, the story I want to suggest for you is a favorite of mine. It is the book Tuck Everlasting, written by Natalie Babbitt. It is the story of a young girl who meets a family who have been made immortal by the water flowing from a special spring in the woods. They have to protect the spring from people who want to use it for evil plans. It is a rather short book, but has so much great story to it. Be sure to check it out. I also want to say a special thanks again to my friend Carter LaGrange for the use of his song Adventure as the theme song for Project Story. Go check him out wherever you get your music. I also want to let you know that if you would like to get a hold of me, either to give me feedback or to share a story of yours with me, you can send those to me at projectstory.fire at gmail.com. Or you can connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at jhoaxsmith1. Or you can find me on Instagram. Just search jhoaxsmith and look for the Project Story logo. I will put a link to all those in the show notes. Also, if you share your story with me and give me permission, it may appear in a future episode of Project Story. That is all I have for you this week. Join me here by the fire again in two weeks for the first of the ancient hero stories that I will have for you. Until next time, keep living out your story and be sure to make it the best story you can.